Selamat datang. Welcome everyone uh, to the Q&A with our winners for 2022 Real Australia-Indonesia Short Film Festival. My name's Gemma Purdy and I'm the director of Real Ozind. I want to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the lands on where I'm situated today, the Kulin Nations, and to acknowledge especially their ancient and continuous storytelling traditions of using language, image and performance to connect across generations and cultures. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. So this year marks the seventh Real Ozend Festival, an initiative of the Australia Indonesia Centre. And after two years of bringing the festival to audiences entirely online, we are very excited to be back this year in a hybrid format with a return of our pop-up festival of live screenings, as well as here online. We're very proud that Realising continues to bring Australian and Indonesian visual storytelling to audiences in both countries and beyond. And this year, our festival theme is Suara, voice. So without further ado, it is my great pleasure to introduce our guests today. And first up, is this year's winner of the Best Film, Best Documentary Awards for his short film, A Rohingya's Journey, Ed Coney. Yay! Winners of the award for Best Fiction, Short Film, The Scent of Rat Carcasses, Dharma Putra Punanugraha, and You Rohinda Meliala. Winner of the award for Co-Best Animation, My Clouded Mind, Anissa Ajam. And... Her co-awardee for the best animation short, wonderfully made, Joseph Ho. And last but not least, we're joined by the winners of our Best Young Filmmaker Award, Rehan Salman and Nabil Githrif for their film Siwul. Yay! So it's just really awesome to have all of our winners here in the one place. Welcome everyone and congratulations on your awards. Okay, so Ed, let me start with you. Congratulations on making such a moving and difficult story told mm. so beautifully. Your film resonates so strongly too with our theme this year of Swara voice. Your yeah. protagonist, Sujita, is a really remarkable woman. Um, can you tell us a little bit how you connected with her and how you came to work together to make this film? Yeah, um, so I was doing a storytelling workshop and I met somebody who was um, looking for filmmakers to connect with um, people who they had stories um, around social justice and human rights. Um, so they were trying to get uh, entries for a local film festival, but also to find filmmakers to pair up with people who they already had stories, but they needed somebody to tell their story. Um, so yeah, I put my hand up straight away and um, they introduced me to Sajida. And yeah, so, uh, it just took one meeting with Sajida for me to realize, you know, um, she was quite a remarkable lady and, um, yeah, definitely wanted to, to help, uh, to, you know, tell that story for her. Um, and yeah, she, when, when I asked her why she wanted to tell the story, she, she really wanted more people to hear about the struggle that Rohingya people are, are going through and, um, to spread that message so that, you know, more people can understand what it's like for them. 
Um, so yeah, I definitely wanted to to be part of that that project with them. Yeah, well, it's powerful stuff, and yeah, thank you, um, and Sajida mm. for for telling the story. Anissa, a little bit like Rohingya's journey, actually, your animated film is a story too about um, that shares the experiences of a of a young woman who's going on a journey, right, from disempowerment to to eventually um, finding her voice after being silenced. Um, tell us about how your film came about. Why did you make this film? Um, yes, thank you. So in 2021, um, we had an opportunity to apply for a grant, a film grant about digital rights. And then the first thing we have to do is to do research about what happened in Indonesia uh, during the pandemic, especially. And then we found out the topic that turns out the online gender-based violence cases was being increased um, enormously, like 400% compared to the previous um, year before the pandemic. And then we look up to that data. And afterwards, we did a research um, asking around um, in the legal aspect and also in the uh, counseling aspect. And afterwards, I also realized during the process, uh, it's actually the issue that very close to my previous experience as a teenager's. And then I also invited um, a survivor to help me out to write the story. And then that's basically like um, an issue that I thought is going to be very far from my life, but actually it was actually something that I've experienced before. So yeah, that's, that's sort of the background why we started the project and why I did uh, directed this film. Yeah, I mean, you can really tell that there's that kind of personal connection that, you know, the filmmaker has with the, telling the story. It's very authentic, um, just as um, Ed's, Ed's film comes across that way because, yeah, Sujita herself was so so very much involved in it and, and wanting to tell that. What about um, Dharma and you? Um, really, congratulations, too, on your wonderful film, The Scent of Rat Carcasses. You know, it's such a poignant gentle story that's beautifully shot and acted um, and this is a story about family it's about grief and also about a young woman right who's struggling to really kind of find her voice and her, her identity in the midst of, of this you know world that she's in can you tell us a little bit about where the origins for your film came from yeah mungkin saya akan menjawab dalam bahasa nanti yuk yang menjelaskan dalam bahasa Inggris bahwa uh, cerita ini sebetulnya cerita sahabat saya gitu suatu hari dia baru saja kehilangan uh, ayahnya gitu kan terus kemudian saya bertanya kabar uh, apa kabarnya dan kemudian dia mengirim bahwa dia sedang sibuk meracun tikus gitu dia mengirimkan banyak banget gambar-gambar tikus nah terus kemudian kami ngobrol dan kemudian dari gambar itu kemudian kita rangkai menjadi cerita yang merangkum bagaimana relasi dia dengan ayahnya dan keluarganya gitu bahwa kemudian kita menemukan bahwa setelah meninggal bahkan luka dan trauma itu masih terus ada gitu bahkan setelah ayahnya meninggal seperti itu silahkan yuk ya yeah, I will translate Dharma so this story come from when uh, he met uh, his friends at uh, the home and 
at that time the his friend just uh, experienced that uh, the father uh, just died and then his friend show about uh, the picture of some red red and then they talking about the relations of his friend and the the dead father so it is that conclude that after this, this discussion actually when we uh, we get the pain and sad experience is still there even after the father already died yeah yes. yeah the the symbolism is you know really strong and if people are going to love 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 your film so thank you very much both of you um joseph um much more upbeat vibe in your film, can I say. Um, wonderfully made. It's just stunning animation. It's a beautiful score as well. Um, uh, your film, though, is also about uh, someone on a journey of discovery. So where did you find inspiration for Wonderfully Made? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're right. We we aim to tackle, I think, is a pretty complicated and widespread issue of just human insecurity, needing to fit in or wanting to be seen as loved or feel loved or beautiful. Um, we tried to tackle that in a simple way. It's a children's film. Um, for me, it's a little bit of a personal narrative. Um, well, not exactly, but um, I relate to it in the sense that when I was a child, I had a lot of physical insecurities um, that I think if I look a little bit closer at them, reflecting now as an adult, they were actually a little bit more just about my identity and not really wanting to accept myself or wanting to fit in and um, be something that maybe I wasn't made to be. Um, so wonderfully made the heart of it when I was thinking about it. I thought, how can I communicate this truth of intrinsic worth and value, intrinsic beauty? That's just in our human, in our humanity, um, in a way that's just visually um, simple um, but engaging that a child could understand. And as we workshopped it and talked about it as a team, we came up with this little narrative that we thought could be pretty fun. Yeah, it's fun, but it's you know it's stunningly beautiful. So yeah, congratulations again. Um, Rehan and Nabio, there you are. Um, congratulations on such an accomplished film for such a young team, right? These guys, you know, they're in the category of 13 to 18-year-olds. Wow. Um, our jury were just so impressed by the high production values in your film, um, you know, great acting, had snappy narrative. Um, so I want to go first to Rehan, if I can. I want to talk about the casting for this film. Rehan, you, are, you act in the film. Is this your first first time in a film? What's your background? No, no. Uh, actually, we are uh, uh, little uh, actors. Yeah, uh, we child actors act, act on sinetron uh, series. Uh, and Fadel is used to uh, actors in a film. Uh, uh, by the way, this is Fadel. Fadel is Fadel. one of the actors. Also in the and, film, I recognize you now. Yeah. <laughs> And he is one of our producers. So you've had heaps of experience. Well, now I know, understand that that's extraordinary. Yeah, because yeah, it didn't look like your first time. But how old are yeah. you? <laughs> uh, I'm 18. And I am 14. Wow. Well, it's really accomplished. And still doing, doing Sinatron? Uh, yeah. Yes. Maybe more, more films in your future also. 
Yes, I want to do it. <laughs> I hope. I yeah, hope. that's so cool. Thank you. Well, speaking of actors, actually, I wanted to ask uh, Dharma and you, um, both actors in your film have incredible presence on screen. There's only two of them. Um, how did you cast for your film? Ya, karakter yang apa menjadi dia itu sebetulnya kan dia baru pertama kali bermain ini film pertamanya dia gitu dan kami banyak ngobrol tentang skenarionya sebelum syuting dimulai gitu sementara kalau uh, apa ya aktris yang menjadi ibu uh, memang biasa bermain sebelumnya gitu bahkan dia sudah menjadi artis senior dan banyak bermain film di film-film bioskop seperti itu. Tapi yeah, proses so... yang kemudian mendekatkan adalah kami sebelum syuting terus ngobrol tentang bagaimana ceritanya dan sebetulnya ini akan membicarakan tentang apa. Silahkan yeah, the 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 daughter is actually new in this in this film. It is the first time for her to act in films, and we just met uh, her. Uh, for this film and the other one the mother is already senior for actor in Yogyakarta and we often uh, create discussion about the film during the rehearsal yeah about the relation itself yeah oh wow okay so some experience and, and some some fresh so yeah 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 no really impressive as well um Joseph, you mentioned when you were making your film, you just referred to we and the team. So tell us a little bit more about that, because I know, you know, like it takes a village, right, to make um, any any film, but particularly an animation. So you got a whole creative thing going on. Yes, absolutely. Um, I definitely could not have done it myself. Um, so I, while I studied animation, I'm not much of an animator myself. I don't do the frame by frame myself. So we had a brilliant group of animators, Anthony, Tonya, another Anthony, um, Sam and Bridget, uh, also Will and a couple, couple others that helped out with coloring. Um, they did the frame by frame drawing and helped us out with the acting and stuff like that. Tonya did a brilliant job acting, um, out our character Nino. Um, I did the background, but we also, all the way from Ireland, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we had two sound designers, Sean and Maria, um, and they did a great job working with me over Zoom during the pandemic. Well, they're in lockdown, then we're in lockdown, and we're out of lockdown, they're in lockdown. Um, and then we also had a composer um, here in Australia that um, I'd known for a while, and and he's awesome as well. So big team, you're right, a village to make um, a short film, but, you know, it's a lot of work, isn't it? Absolutely, and and so and international as well. But but it sounds like a a bunch of you in Melbourne. Yeah, most of us in Melbourne. Yeah, but still probably remote last year, and with all those challenges. Yeah. Now, um, Anissa, my clouded mind. Um, want to ask you about you know this. Obviously, we we talked about this is a difficult story, right? To tell, it's, it's often uncomfortable to hear as well. Um, can you tell us? about your decision to make this film as an animation film rather than say as a live action or a documentary film? Yeah. Um, yeah. So first of all, um, in the very first beginning of the development, we kind of want to go for um, documentary, but then I decided to change it into animated documentary. And then finally we decided to completely just a fiction 
animated film uh, because considering that I've watched a lot of documentary and live action about this issue and I kind of position myself if I were the victim I feel I might feel a bit you know um, traumatized and also feel a bit good um, demotivated to watch because of the color usually kind of dark and also somehow the narrative kind of more like exaggerate uh, exaggerate the, the 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 story so then i we we did a bit of research like how do we make it as a friend like the movie itself could be a friend like could be a hotline also for people who watch it because in my experience sometimes we don't even know that we are actually experiencing the toxic relationship or the online gender based violence at the moment so i wonder if someone just watch it and realize that they are actually experience the same um relationship just like the protagonist has in the movie so then i asked my executive producer and then they they supported uh to change the whole the entire format to be just fiction and also animated yeah <laughs> and, and we did there's so much work so much work in your animation so how did you find your team um, yeah actually kind of like same with uh like what yourself actually had like we all completely in lockdown in 2021 uh and everyone just do everything by zoom we i, I haven't even met them in person yet uh until we premiere the film um and then but we did a very small team we just uh seven of us and then we're coming to the premiere as well like all of us to go um yeah it's it's quite small but quite intense <laughs> yeah oh, wow that's so exciting i didn't realize that that's going to be your first get together that that's really cool but yeah like it it just takes so much collaboration and teamwork and um it's it's a huge accomplishment congrats um ed though ed documentary is definitely your thing um no chance of you going to animation but never say never no. but don't because it's so good yeah. um and you make it look pretty easy and and you have this way of like moving your audience um which is very powerful but i guess you know the question is you know unlike fiction film for example when you're making a documentary you can have a sense of where your story's going but you don't always really know where it's going to end up so mm. do you ever find that you know you have to kind of adjust as as you go along as you you know in your shoot yeah um i think you definitely well for this one you know i had to leave it open because I wasn't sure what uh, Sajida was going to tell me. Um so yeah, the interview was obviously, you know, a lot longer than than other things I might do um just to really get a, a good handle of what it is um you know that she's been through. Uh and then yeah, it was it was a case of discovering that as we went along um to what it might be at the end uh, and what we might want the audience to take away from from watching the film. So um Yeah, I had sort of a framework of what I might want to ask her, but it was a lot of just listening um to what it was that she wanted to tell me. And then did you guys have a process whereby, you know, she kind of saw your first cuts and and approved and all of that? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um I you know from the get-go I wanted her to know that uh it would be whatever she wanted to be the final product. Um but uh yeah, she was really happy with even from the first draft and um it was it was quite yeah it was i would say it was an easier process towards the end um just because she was really happy with what we had put together so 
a relief um, yeah. for everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And has she been along to a public screening with you yet? Or? Yes, yeah. So we went to the first one together. Uh, well, we've only had one, but, yeah, we went to that one together. Um, it was really good. So her and her daughter came along to that. Yeah, who's also in the film. So yeah, oh, yeah. amazing. Well, talking about moving audiences, um, but in a little bit of a different way, Nabil, um, something that Australians might not know about Indonesians is how much they love horror stories, ghost stories, and a really good fright, right? So that's what your film gives to us. Um, Nabil, have you always loved ghost stories and what inspired you to make one of your own? Uh, ya, uh, sebelumnya uh, saya akan menjelaskan dalam bahasa ya Dan mohon maaf juga agak telat untuk bisa join Karena beberapa menit yang lalu masih uh, di perjalanan Ya, jadi uh, sebenarnya uh, saya pribadi pun uh, belum pernah terpikir lah uh, Untuk membuat sebuah cerita horor ya uh, Tapi dalam beberapa kesempatan ke belakang Karena memang uh, ada demandnya juga untuk membuat Uh, cerita horor gitu jadi uh, saya pun menarik uh, sebuah pengalaman masa kecil dulu ketika uh, saya um, les gitu ya les malam-malam terus uh, itu jadi uh, hampir keseluruhan cerita itu adalah uh, penggambaran penggambaran uh, yang saya alami ketika saya uh, dulu masih kecil gitu melakukan les uh, di malam hari pukul 7 malam pergi ke tempat lesnya naik sepeda gitu uh, sama teman-teman itu apa ya di situ saya uh, sebenarnya hanya menarik uh, flashback flashback dari keseruan masa kecil uh, untuk belajar pada malam hari gitu dan karena memang di film itu pun saya ceritakan yang banyak saya ceritakan adalah proses perjalanannya proses perjalanan dari rumah menuju ke tempat lesnya karena memang uh, banyak uh, semacam euforia gitu yang bisa saya rasakan dulu ketika berangkat dari tem- dari rumah menuju tempat les entah itu keseruan ingin belajar keseruan ingin bertemu teman tapi di sisi lain juga inilah ada uh, hal-hal mistis dan spiritual gitu yang uh, pernah saya rasakan entah Uh, seperti ada yang mengikuti dari belakang Seperti ada yang memanggil Dan karena memang kebetulan uh, Yang saya alami juga Sama seperti di film itu uh, Tempat les uh, Tujuannya itu berada di ujung komplek gitu, Berada di ujung perumahan gitu. Jadi uh, Makanya karena Begitu ada kesempatan untuk uh, Membuat uh, Cerita ini menjadi sebuah film uh, Saya sangat senang sekali dan sama sekali saya kasih lah gitu semuanya all in lah gitu untuk uh, membuat film ini bisa terjadi gitu bisa rampung secara utuh gitu kesay uh, so maybe I will translate <laughs> first of all he gonna be sorry because late because the traffic the just road. a little bit louder can't hear you loud oh loud oh sorry Uh, we sorry because he get late because of traffic and he goes he, he get in here now and uh, then he got the story is when he was a child his experience yeah when he go 
to study we call it less uh, apa sih bahasa Inggrisnya uh, private yeah, study something like private study yeah something like study yeah uh, yeah uh, <laughs> oh yeah uh, he He experience the euphoria the sense of someone following him someone He making the sound and that's what makes him inspired to making this movie yes yeah that i mean uh, most indonesians have some kind of experience like this have you guys also uh, uh we we are we not experience really it not uh, so much are... just just as actors no, no. yes yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Okay, but you love watching horror films, right? Ghost stories? Yes. Of course, yes, of, of course. course. Of course, course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, it's done so well and like, you know, the shoot at night, so impressive that you that you pulled that off because, you know, that's not easy. So, um, you know, really an accomplished thing. So, congratulations again and funny and funny as well as as scary. <laughs> Well, we could keep on talking all day and I really, you know, love chatting with you guys after watching your films and now I get to know you, but we are starting to run out of time. So I'm going to just say thank you so much. Congratulations again, Ed, Joseph, Anissa, Dharma, you, Rehan, Nadiel, Fadil. Thank you for joining us and thank you for participating in Realize End 2022. Um, Hopefully we'll have a chance to meet somewhere sometime, maybe in a cinema soon. Um, and before I go, just a couple of quick thank yous at my end to Abby and Atik for translation and subtitles, to Steve and Paul for post-production, and to our Indonesia festival partners, Universitas Prabijaya and Universitas Negeri Malang. Finally, To you all at home, a reminder to look out for live screenings in our touring pop-up festival, which runs till the end of the year, so lots of time. Um, we'll also be streaming the festival reel online, as well as all of our 25 shortlisted films available to view on our website and where you can vote for your favourite. So get on, enjoy, vote for your favourite film and um, share with your friends. Thank you, everyone. Terima kasih banyak semuanya. Sampai jumpa lagi. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye.